the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I identify myself as a Bible-believing, unashamed follower of Jesus Christ. I believe the Bible, I follow Jesus, and I'm not ashamed to say so. The answer is not in the next election. The answer is not in Washington, D.C. The answer to America's problems is in the pulpit and the pews of America's churches. That's what we do here daily on Bob Bernie Live. We listen, we think, and then we look at the Word of God, evaluate it, and develop our worldview from God's point of view. The views and opinions expressed are those of the participants and may not be the views or opinions of the staff, management, or advertisers of WRFD. Isn't it strange how that you take two pieces of material, you can take wood, you can take plastic, you can take anything, and you can put them in any configuration until you put them perpendicular to each other and make a cross. The Word of God. Read it. Obey it. That is the answer to America's problems. Call 1-877-BOB-LIVE. Bob Bernie Live. Man, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. When world leaders listen to this program, copy what I say, and take credit for it. Where is a good attorney when I need them? Uh, welcome to Bob Bernie Live and the Don Crow Show. Yeah, we're simulcasting again. Uh, in Washington, D.C. on WAVA 105.1 FM. And in Columbus, Ohio on the Word AM 880 and 104.5 FM. Once again, we have linked the two stations together and we are simulcasting. So thank you for allowing me to be your host. What's this about world leaders? Well, uh, if you were listening a couple of days ago, I can't I, I can't remember whether I had breakfast or not. Uh, I, it, was, it was either yesterday or the day before, I'm pretty sure. And no, it's not old age. I've always been this way. I have always had a horrible, horrible memory. Uh, anyway, it was either yesterday or the day before. In the whole conflict with Israel and Hamas, I brought up Amalek. If you were listening, I went through the whole thing in First Samuel. When uh, Saul became the very first king of Israel, basically the first job that he got from God through the prophet Samuel was to search out Amalek and destroy them. Totally, absolutely, totally destroy them. And I went into a lengthy explanation as to why God did that. Of all of the people that Israel was to deal with uh, in the land of Canaan, 
uh, and, and for that matter, in the wilderness as well, God separated out the Amalekites from all of the others. They were worse. They were more evil. They were more vile than any of the other enemies. And God said, I will not ever forget Amalek. And so God told Saul, through Samuel the prophet, to find Amalek and completely destroy them because Amalek wanted to completely destroy God's people. Well, listen to this headline from today's Christian Post. Remember what Amalek has done to you. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu compares Hamas to the early rival of the Israelites. See there? Somehow he was listening to—of course, of course, he was not. But I find it interesting that the prime minister of Israel does have biblical knowledge. You say, well, of course, Bob, he's a Jew. Well, most of you understand, not all Jews are religious. In fact, uh, I don't know what the current statistics are. From, from I'm going from a few years ago. The majority of Jews in Israel are Jews by nationality and by birth, but not by religion. They don't practice Judaism. Just because someone is a Jew does not mean they're religious. It doesn't mean that they follow Abraham and the Old Testament and so forth. Benjamin Netanyahu does. I don't know how orthodox he is. But at least he has a good understanding of the history of Israel from a biblical perspective. And he is using a biblical reference to justify what they are doing in Gaza. They are doing to Hamas what God told ancient Israel to do with Amalek. Interesting. And I I just saw that headline. So uh, to Mike Johnson, uh, Mike Johnson is the new Speaker of the House. We are learning more and more about him, and he is not only a conservative constitutionalist, he's a Bible-believing evangelical. Uh, has been very active in the Southern Baptist Convention. He has even held some offices uh, within the Southern Baptist Convention. He at one time worked for the Alliance Defending Freedom, the ADF, very, very conservative Christian-based organization. Uh, He is my brother in Christ, and if you are a follower of Jesus, he is your brother in Christ as well as well as Speaker of the House. And because of that, the liberal left and the mainstream media have already developed a hatred for Mike Johnson. They're portraying him as a wild-eyed, religious, kook, fanatic. uh, And they are proving that by calling some of the things he is trying to accomplish in his early days as Speaker of the House 
as nothing more than political stunts. Here is one. CNN is reporting this today concerning Speaker of the House Johnson. His decision to seek huge cuts to Internal Revenue Service funding to pay for a $14 billion emergency aid package to Israel shows that even an ally fighting an existential war is not immune from the stunt politics of the House GOP that spends more time pleasing conservative media than running the country. (laughs) Now, that's supposed to be a news piece from CNN, not an editorial. Hey, listen, I understand if it's an editorial, but this is a news piece. Uh, That's not news, that's editorializing. So this is just a stunt. Because why? (laughs) He believes that if the government spends something, they should be able to afford it. And so, if we want to give $14 billion to Israel, let's find some place where we can cut. Hmm, internal revenue. No, that's not a political stunt. That is wise economics and even better politics. Um, Who knows what we're going to find out about Mike Johnson, but uh, so far, I like what I see. I like what I hear. I like what I learn. And the reason I bring that up is not to praise a man, but to pray for him. If he is the solid, conservative, Bible-believing Christian that it seems that he is, he is going to be under absolutely fierce attacks by the political left and even the religious left. He is going to receive the arrows of the left— They're going to try to make life as miserable as possible for him. That's what the left does with conservative, Bible-believing Christians. So uh, pray for our new Speaker of the House, please. My number, 877-BOB-LIVE. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. When I was growing up in Southern California, um, grew up in a wonderful Bible-believing church. My pastor was Reverend Ralph Irvine. He was a Missouri hillbilly. No, he was, and and he would not have taken that as an insult. In fact, he would have worn that as a, a badge of honor. He was a Missouri hillbilly. Uh, I don't know how much you know about California history pre, during, and post-World War II, but just before, well, beginning in the late 30s, all the way through Oh, the late 40s into the 1950s, there was a huge, and I mean huge, 
migration from Missouri, Oklahoma, and Arkansas to California. I mean, huge. Thousands, thousands. You could literally, and I'm not exaggerating, you could go out in the desert on the old highway coming into California, and you would see a steady stream of cars heading west. And uh, they would often have mattresses on the roof because they had all of their possessions. And the joke was, you could tell who was rich and who was not by how many mattresses they had tied on the roof of their car. Well, my parents were part of that migration. All of my family's from Missouri. My parents moved out there in, uh, just before World War II. Uh, and my pastor was from Springfield, Missouri, was part of that migration, had an eighth grade education, never went to Bible college, never went to seminary, and yet he was one of the most biblically literate men I've ever known, simply because he didn't have a formal education, but he loved God's Word, loved God's Word, and dedicated his life to studying it and preaching it and proclaiming it. Anyway, I went through all of that to say this. He used to say this from the pulpit all the time. The Bible is more up-to-date than tomorrow morning's newspaper. Yeah, the Bible is more up-to-date than tomorrow morning's newspaper. He was so right. And the reason I bring that up is we must learn, or if we already know it, be constantly reminded that we must interpret all world events through the lens of Scripture. Through the lens of Scripture. Whatever we see in the news, locally, nationally, or internationally, the Bible, the Word of God, must be our final authority. Which brings me to the conflict between Israel and Hamas. What does the Bible say? Most of the world could care less today what the Bible says. Now, our founding fathers certainly cared. They cared immensely about what the Bible said. And let me repeat something I've said over and over again. Not all of our founding fathers were born-again, Bible-believing, evangelical Christians. Of course, the term evangelical hadn't been coined and wasn't for many, many years. But in today's vocabulary, some of them would not be classified as Bible-believing, evangelical Christians. But I think most of them would have been. And here's one thing they all had in common, without a single exception, a deep, deep reverence for the Bible. Even Ben Franklin, who was clearly a deist, he didn't believe that every single word of the Bible was inspired and infallible, at least as far as I can tell. But he had great, great honor for the Bible. There's a lot of argument about Thomas Jefferson. Was he really a Christian? Did he really believe the Bible? I believe he was. Uh, He wrote some things that were controversial about the Bible and so forth. And of course, there was the Jefferson Bible, 
where all of the miracles were removed, and I think most people misunderstand that and misinterpret it, and I don't have time to go into that. But Thomas Jefferson had enormous respect for the Bible. And the reason I say that, they all would agree on what God said about his people in Israel. Now, in the in the mid-1700s, nobody was even thinking about Israel becoming a nation again. But had Israel become a nation during that time, it is clear what our founding fathers would have believed. They would have believed that the nation of Israel has a divine right to the land, a divine right to exist. Politics are important. God is far more important. And you need to understand, on this issue of Israel, if you take a biblical position on Israel, which is the position you should take, that I should take, you are going to be in the minority, you are going to be criticized, you're going to be called a fanatic, you're going to be called all kinds of names. But that's okay. That's all right. So, when we look at what's happening in Israel, in Lebanon, in Syria, in Egypt, in Turkey, in Iran, in Russia, we must keep our focus. What does God say? What is God's plan? What does God say about Israel and their relationship to God? But they they rejected the Messiah. Uh-huh. Yeah, they, they sure did. Well, they were responsible for crucifying Jesus. Many ways they were, I mean, in cooperation with the Romans. Yeah. But I challenge you again to look at the covenant that God made with Abraham and tell me what you don't understand about everlasting. Israel has a divine, a divine godly right not only to exist but to that land and the authority of God surpasses any nation, any country it certainly surpasses the United Nations I hope that helps you interpret what we're seeing in the news Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.